everybody, and welcome to the Guinness World Record holding Fondazi Fire! That's right, everybody. This is the Fondazi Fire Show, and it's a show where we ask a simple question, what do you want? Now, normally the answer would be more fire, but since this is a podcast, we're going to be giving you the ins and the outs of how a world record setting fire performance and music performance group operates in the day-to-day, year-to-year. Tonight, we're going to be discussing the origin stories of both Fondazi and some of its members. So, first of all, we have the original owners, Chris and Teresa, with us today. Hey, everybody. Uh, Chris and Teresa, how did Fondazi get its start? Well, when I was in my second year Renaissance Festival and dating Christopher, he spent all his time complaining about how he wished that there was a, a group of people like there had been back in the fun days that portrayed Roma life together. And finally, I said, quit your whining and do something about it. And I went out and asked a bunch of people if you wanted to join my army, and here we are. Yep. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, we started a full year before we actually did anything, and our first year didn't actually have fire. We had this very bizarre youth coming yeah. of age kind of show. Oh. And, and we had a sideshow uh, that was Uncle eBay's Emporium, where mm-hmm. we auctioned random items off, uh, but nobody ever seemed to buy anything. Yes. Uh, and uh, <laughs> we decided we needed quite a bit more flair, and all of us had a fire skill back then. So um, we had a variety show that we did fire, and each person did one thing. Yep. And that's where we started. We were really good at one thing each. Was, and there was music at that point, too? Yes. We've had music from the start, and the music has only gotten exponentially better. Exponentially better. Exponentially better. better. Not that it wasn't good at the beginning, but like the growth of the music. But we were all babies back then, so oh. we grew a lot. I know we've lived half a lifetime, most of us, since that time. Oof. Yes. And the other original members, of course, my lovely wife, Katie, and Raiderly. So, do you want more stories from the beginning? Well, yeah. Uh, Raiderly, were you talked to like right in the beginning to come be a part of the group? Yeah, I, so I had been, so I've been at Fest my entire life, um, and I've known Chris for a long time, like, before, so we were in a different Roma troupe, sort of, together, um, with the Big Cat Show, um, we were kind of in this weird living stage by the Hobbit Hole, and, like, my dad was in it. And, but we'd also work front gate together for a little while. Like, so Chris and I knew each other. And then I, I don't even remember how, honestly, I got involved in this, but like, I remember showing up for the first meeting in a dance studio <laughs> and being like, this is what we're doing. And I was like, cool. I guess this is what we're doing. Um, I was, I think, 17 at the time. Wow. So 17 or 18. Yeah. yeah. I think I was 17 that first year. Um, and then, it was so I really hadn't like I I had been doing a lot of like living stage. I had moved my character from nobility to peasant to Roma to a lot of different things. And so I remember 
you know, and we would, Chris was part of the shenanigans of the peasant group that we were in, um, which had a lot of, and so was Katie. So Katie was also part of this like giant group of young ish people who just did crazy things. (laughs) Yeah. Lanskis and things with privies. and (laughs) Right. And for anyone that's listening, that's not familiar. Whenever we refer to the Renaissance Festival or MRF, we're, we're referring to the Minnesota Renaissance Festival. It's the big festival that we all know and refer to as our home. <laughs> yes. So Katie was also a part of the original yes. cast. I remember Chris and Teresa approaching me after, I believe it was my gate shift. And yeah. We were That's when I first remember seeing it was at gate. Yeah. And we, were, we was back behind gate and Chris started talking about uh, wanting to start a a group and um i just said yes sure let's do it i'm part of you guys yeah like we yeah, said our first rehearsal meeting was in a dance studio and then we moved away from the twin cities that winter and yes um but we we kept meeting we had a really fun meeting where everyone came up and camped out we worked on costumes together mm-hmm. up at our place yeah. out in the country and then um we also spent that summer building the vardos that we have mm-hmm. right we yeah. built those at my parents place we built two of them it was very hot so yeah. right so the vardos are the the roma wagons that sit around the sherwood stage if anyone's been to the minnesota renaissance festival two of those belong to the festival and two of those belong to the Fondazi group. Uh, for many years, they were kind of a fixture and not mobile. Now, they, now they're now they on trailers, so they can actually go places. Mm-hmm. Not very mm-hmm. quickly. <laughs> they are not aerodynamic. And, uh, they were designed to be in the back of a pickup bed. Right. And so our, at the end of every season, we'd load them onto a pickup and drive them and drop them somewhere else. But yep. yeah. So they got to be a lot of work, and so we much left them at the festival for, I don't know, 10 years? Yeah. A long time. Yeah. yeah. But they were still, honestly, in pretty good, like, mobile shape after all that time. I remember moving yeah. them across site, like, with our <laughs> back power. <laughs> like, I remember Brett oh, lifting it up with his back, one of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Speaking of yeah, which, we'll uh, where is Brett? Year. Where's Romy? I don't know. Yeah, where's Romy? Um, I don't know. Yeah, Aren't you in charge of this thing? He's your brother. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I contacted him, but... He uh, called the meeting. We'll just... Know, doing a show? <laughs> a show? It's about what getting kind of show? <laughs> It's a podcast kind of show. (laughs) Besides the original cast that we have with us now, the four of you, like Brett, Romy would be the next addition, but that's not for many, many years. Uh, That's not until like 2006 that he came on. So there was a lot, there's a lot happening in between that. There was a lot happening between that. There was people that we did have that. There are other members that that, aren't still with us. And then after Romy, I was the noob for... Ever. Forever. You're still the new. Still, still the new. you're still the rookie, right? Yeah, yeah I'm still yeah. the rookie, even though I've been with you guys since 2008, <laughs> you know, 2009. You know, you know, and technically own the troop. <laughs> 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 My name's on the LLC, I swear. <laughs> you, you weren't there that long before I showed up, though. It's true. No, it, it, yeah. was, uh, it was my first year, honestly. Yeah. Like, Chris and I were still kind of co-managing when everything fell apart with our previous guitar player. And we were mid-season, two weeks. No, no, in. One, one, in. I, I came in. The, I came in week two. Yeah, week two yeah. into a seven-week run at the Renaissance Minnesota Renaissance, yeah. and we're like, "Oh God, we need a guitar player." And you were <laughs> awesome. I feel like our band has had a lot of Spinal Tap drummers through it. <laughs> <laughs> but now we have 
Maybe yeah. not the as drummer violent. that started <laughs> drumming at the beginning literally actually played drums. It's true. The very yeah. Way, yeah. yeah, way back when, when we were still like Uncle eBay and his, you know, sideshow emporium, <laughs> I was drumming with. Oh, well, well so and that's also how I met my husband, but he was in the second year and he was always yeah. a better drummer than me. But don't tell him that. Well, we always had rotating drummers. Chris Salsa, who is now Casimir the Hungry, uh, mm -hmm. and Raider Lee were always drumming. I think Teresa was even in there drumming at times. No? Teresa did not. Katie did. It's okay. Katie. I think I banged on a drummer, Rick. too, in the early days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it was actually one of Katie and I's first first thing was, like, we've got to get a standalone drummer yeah. into the band. And so we started hiring drummers. <laughs> Oh, we've had so many, and yes. wonderful drummers. They each had their own, their own little, uh, yeah. their style, yeah. their own little flair. Yeah, brought something. I miss different. each of them. I do too. Yeah. yeah, right. I love, and we've had some drummers that are just amazing at drumming to dance, and that is such a, a like very specific skill. Yeah, to accent mm -hmm. live dancers. Yeah, and the great thing about Ridley is that you know all our dances. We had him for a season. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Oh, and <laughs> Terrence. Yeah, Terrence was great. He had all sorts of extra drum things Terrence attached to Terrence brought every kit. toy. Yeah. <laughs> he did. I I am a slimmed down version of Terrence. So. <laughs> so yeah, Alan came in as a savior second weekend many seasons ago, but I I came in as a uh, juggler. Hey, well, as a juggler. Yeah. Hey, you're marrying Katie. <laughs> <laughs> and Katie says, you learn a skill. I would really like it if you did this fire thing with us. Oh, actually, though, before first weekend, the very first year where he was like, eh, kind of part of Fondazzi, but not really, but he helped out. Mm -hmm. We were over by B-Gate. Yep. Mm -hmm. Over he, by where the Vikings are now. Yeah. Yeah. He was very adamant that he was not going to be working full time at festival. Never will you find me performing at festival. Especially juggling. Nope. How'd that work out for you? Yeah, it's going good so far. <laughs> going good. Especially the juggling part. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you do that a lot now. Greatly reduced the juggling in our show. <laughs> so I seem to remember. <laughs> you know, he's getting better. I I remember a uh, particular interaction because I think that's the first time you pulled out the whips Yeah. Uh, on stage. Yeah. And there were some interactions with the audience that were very astounded. Um, and because we was also the back of our stage at that point was also the walkway into the dungeon thing they had just built or the special events oh, field or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so which <clears throat> apparently pissed the people off that we had such you know big crowds. We were blocking the entrance to the thing. Yeah, it's terrible. We've had so yeah. many complaints over the years of your crowds have gotten <laughs> too big. So my audition, as you guys remember, I auditioned well, in Sparta, Wisconsin. Those two are they Three well, of them remember. Yeah. The other two. The yeah. ones that were there remember. People are following along. They know who was part of the group. You know who wasn't there? Brett. Brett wasn't there. No, he wasn't. <laughs> he did come for the performance that night when I auditioned. Yeah. Yes. yes. But he, he wasn't was there, there for, for the actual wedding. But he wasn't for the wedding. Yeah, Romeo's always yeah. missing. <laughs> but yeah, you guys just had me juggle in the dark. Your brother's wedding. Anybody wow. who knows how to juggle fire, <laughs> juggling in pitch black with fire not not very uh not very not easy to do in the cold, in the cold. I, I th and i think yeah. i recall yeah. dropping about three times but uh i'm sure you did at that at that time i met the skill <laughs> level of fondazi <laughs> and i was i was level, um, well, my, the skill level to enter fondazi you guys saw, <laughs> yeah, saw the potential 
guys saw it. Did I forgot to tell you at the time that you weren't wow. actually hired? But it was embarrassing that we forgot to tell you that we didn't that. And so we just kind of let it keep going. That's right. Mm-hmm. You're still so, hanging around. Hasn't anyone I talked know, to him? I know, it's embarrassing. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, then Kristen joined us. There she is. I'm she, back. She disappeared Sorry. for a second. And then I killed my sound feed. Right. <laughs> so yeah, Kristen joined us as we were looking for a violin player so that we could have Alan leading the Fondazi band again, have Radley on drums. Have a new fiddle player. Uh, the very exciting interview process that night. She <laughs> walked in like, "I'm not going to actually play violin for you. I'm just that good. You're going to hire me." Right? And I was yeah, like, that's what do I know. Katie's in the emergency room. <laughs> right, with a I'm the one who hand. Know. Right. I'm the one who brought like, her Katie's supposed to be her. hiring you. I don't even know what I'm doing. Avocado is deadly, everybody. I brought my violin, and you guys were like, "Well, do you want to play?" And I was like, "No." And you hired me anyway. Yep, we'll take it. <laughs> and I think you didn't you like bring me up on like Facebook Messenger or something yes, right. at that point, yeah. like for yeah. a video chat, and I was out about to watch a movie or I was yeah. out doing something out and about. <laughs> yeah, by the river. Yeah, theater. yes, you were out and about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was before tech would support meetings like this too. I mean, it was a couple of years back. So yeah, we didn't have good virtual meetings. Right. Nope. <laughs> I saw the uh, scar. Yeah, I almost cut myself with an avocado tonight. It's almost going to talk life. about my injury. You shouldn't yeah. use a sharp knife with avocados. We'll just do that. No. Do that. It's a num- number one not. injury and slice injury in the ER. That's what they told me that night. Yeah. Oh, wow. Dangerous thing. I, I would have guessed bagels. Yeah. Oh, bagels. Because yeah. oh, I've sliced my hand in a bagel before. That's that's no, my cousin avocado. sliced her hand open. So. Oh, yeah. Next, next uh, invention is avocado. You, you kind of just talked over everybody and introduced everybody. They didn't really get to talk about their role that much. At least Alan barely said a word. <laughs> and that never happened. So what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not to the roles yet. Oh, now sorry. we're going to do the roles. <laughs> ah. Katie, moving on to question number two. No, I'm at number Good one. You didn't even transition. <laughs> you didn't even ask them. You just talked. Who's number one? <laughs> number one was how you got into Fondazi. So we just went through that. You All right, let me ask that. you, That's Adam. The point Adam, you were the one who that. Tell me my history, Adam. Tell me my history. <laughs> What's my history before and during and the, and the, the gradual build of Fondasi? Because I'm definitely interested. That's <laughs> 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 real. We, we told the story of we Alan. We told the story of Alan. We didn't hear the Alan's story. Of story. Alan. <laughs> so Alan obviously was sitting at home wondering, <laughs> "Oh my, like oh this. my." Minnesota Renaissance Festival is going on. I wish I had a group to perform with. In swoops Teresa. <laughs> oh my gosh, we need, we need an Allen guitarist. I envision her popping in with like fairy wings. Right. Like... Yeah, she just appeared. She was in the fairy court. She still has them, I'm sure. Right. She mm-hmm. appeared and was like, we need Alan. It's true. I was an elf queen. Thank you very much. So it was regal. Excuse me. She had the crown. No popping. No popping. I materialized. No. materialized. You swooped. It said, Alan, we need a guitarist. So, Alan, is that how it happened? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> you just crushed time. Adam's dreams. He did save my life, good, though. Good, good try, though. Good try. So, no, um, I, I, had, I had been playing out uh, doing pub groups for about five years out there. And I had actually known Teresa beforehand because she, she was playing uh, just uh, outside of another, when I was over at a different stage. 
I'd come off the stage and they were doing their group, Fondazi. I'd watch a little bit. So actually, uh, Teresa advertised. She was advertising for a, a guitar player and she just posted it. I, I don't know what you posted it on, Teresa. I can't remember. The listserv. Um, the listserv. Yes. The, the old, good old listserv. <laughs> so I, I actually wasn't going to play again at, out at the festival because I was like, I did five years of band. I'm fine. And then, uh, but then I saw her post and I was like, well, maybe I could just sit in and play a couple of weeks while they find a new guitar player or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> so I contact, I contacted her and yeah, it was funny because I think I talked to you on a Tuesday mm-hmm. on Wednesday. It was lunch. She comes over my house with a tape and she's like, here's what we do. It wasn't that long ago. She brought over the eight track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a sweet eight track player in his car, so he was able to jam. Yeah, yeah. Once I got the gold chains out of the way, you know. <laughs> but anyway, um, so yeah, so uh, yeah, so I, I, it was funny because I had from Tuesday or Wednesday afternoon, and then. Saturday morning we were playing the show. So yeah, um, you did great. And, and yeah, well, I will say that the the um, the old violin player Heather, she did a great job. We I, we met on Friday night, and we uh, played mostly throughout the whole set. Friday night in the dark. Talk about juggling in the dark. Play music in the dark is not any easier. I'm and sure she did a fantastic job of sitting in there, uh, and we just went through all the stuff. And yeah, it, it was. Uh, I just and you know no sheet music or anything. We basically had to like decipher everything. Cause all I had was recordings. So I was like, I'm praying. I'm like, I hope I get this right. So, <laughs> so yeah. Didn't, didn't you used to have a cheat sheet of the chords just sitting on the floor, a little scrap of paper? Oh yeah. Foot? So what I did was I watched all the shows. I watched all the, the movies, the whole, like there was a uh, movies of all the shows for you guys. Yeah. Or it's a couple versions of it. And, um, I wrote down, the song, the song names, because Teresa, I made her sit and write down the song names as we watched the show, so I had something to tie it to. And then uh, I went there and I, I literally watched the show and I played, and I was like guessing at the chords, just guessing at them and playing through and wrote down my best guesses and then just refined them as I went throughout the season, fixed them as I went through the season. So if you watch my sheet music, um, I still have the paper somewhere. It's just, it's got all this markings where like you can see like, like, like A, A minor. A minor seven. It's <laughs> like you can see as I'm <laughs> slowly progressing, slowly progressing through the score, score sheet. So, yeah. I so feel that like was we it. should really give a, a short shout out to our super fan Luna. Without her videos, we would have never had any footage or audio yeah. recording for you to learn yeah. from. So thank you, Luna. Yeah, yeah. That was a real, real valuable thing because, uh, I mean, for a musician, most musicians, the easiest way to learn is by ear, like hearing it. It, you know, if you mm-hmm. just just hearing music. Now, it isn't always easy to start out that way, but uh, once you kind of get a feel for the music or you have some idea what you're doing, just learning other how other people are doing it and getting their intonations and and carrying it through. So I spent the first first two or three weeks trying to do what had previously done been done before, and then I threw it all out and did my own damn thing. <laughs> so, so but and your own but damn it, thing it, is great. Yeah, thank yeah. you. But, okay. But yeah, it's um, but yeah, yeah. It was hard to come in with being two weeks in, second week of the festival. But everyone was really supportive, and you know, we got through it, and it was a lot. It was actually a lot of fun. By the time I was done, I was having a lot of fun that first year. So, Good. Awesome. thank you. The first, the first two weeks, I was literally like. 
just listening to myself, like, please don't mess up. Please don't. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. You pulled off a miracle. <laughs> yes, you did. Mm-hmm. True. And that kind of brings us to the second question, which is well, everyone's wait. role. Did you want to talk any more to Kristen about that? About her entry? Her what her she was doing? We can do that. There's not much more to say. Okay. Well, <laughs> sure. I don't want to steamroll over you guys. So, yeah, I guess no. we talk about roles. The roles, everyone's roles in Fondazi. So obviously, Alan is our band master, music master. Well, I will title? say. Do you have an official title? I will Any say this. Well, I mean, some of them, no, no, not really. I mean, I don't know how it works out that way because honestly, in our group, um, we are a hundred percent all together community as far as together as all of us, but also um, our band, especially since I since I work with them. Uh, with with Kristen and Rayleigh so close, we we don't really have like a leader as much as we have an agreement that whoever has the best idea sort of wins, you know. <laughs> so you know what I mean? Like we and and we know like there's no egos in our group. There's no there's, there's nobody who says you know there's no egos in our group. Definitely, we're just talking about musicians. I think he's just talking about the musicians. Right, 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 right. I'm 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 sticking to the musicians. The three of us, just the one that got the short straw that has to talk to Adam. Yeah, that's, 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 that's usually Alan. Later. It, it that's is funny game. how many times. So, you guys, anybody's been to the Renaissance Festival in the fall when we played the most. Mm-hmm. It is very, very hot, and on stage, it is very, very hot. Not, not even including the fire, which is you know now even more hot. So there are many times in between shows where one of us has to go in and talk to Adam about <laughs> something that we need to change. And just to show you how much a not a leader I am, I'm often chosen to do that. <laughs> they're, they're like, uh, who's gonna who's gonna go talk to Adam? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, it's not okay. that Chris and I don't go talk to Adam if we need to. It's just more. It's easier if it's a united voice with Alan. Right, right. That's it. <laughs> well, the same, if it makes you feel anyway, the same thing happens to me when we're on the road. Where if there's any. Anybody who needs to be spoken to, they always go, have you met Adam? And then Brad and I walk away. <laughs> Unless great. somebody has to move, and then we send the beard. And then we send the beard. Then, yeah, we need authority. <laughs> the beard of authority. Beard authority. <laughs> or if there's a drunk person in the way, send That's the beard. I often, I've often wondered why I'm not intimidating, and I just realized it's because I don't have a beard of authority. It's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Work on we can get you the beard book it. that we bought for Brett. How yeah. to grow the beard, beard book? Yeah. yeah. For Christmas, we got on it after you shaved his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> wonderful friends. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> the nicest siblings. The other day, I thought I was going to get a beard. It turned out I just had gas. So. <laughs> <laughs> you got to push harder, Alan. <laughs> That's what I thought. Push the other end. I even tried a running start. <laughs> <laughs> this is what band practice usually looks like too. So, yeah. So Alan's role is, I mean, but you do more than just that, Alan. You you write music. You, you music writer, well, guitar player, band uh, uh, liaison with the audience. Yeah. As well. Yes. Anytime. Any well, Raiderly does some of that too. To yeah, that's Ra- true. Ra- Ra- well, is our uh, talk to the audience and get them. Get them Move them in. Move yeah, them in. She, she's the big four audience. Because <laughs> yep. you you have the you, the teacher. 
right. Everyone. Yeah. I, the teacher voice. Yes. The teacher voice yep. gets everyone's attention. Yes. Establishes and a safe place. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the funnest part. I, many of anybody who came out to the festival years ago, the band used to be housed behind the musician or behind the dancers. Right. And we had to move out in front of the dancers to the side, and that really made it a lot more. Uh, made all of us and all the best musicians able to interact more with people in general. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, we. I, I really appreciate that. So that's how Alan got his following, though, because he's closest to the audience, so they can all see his beautiful face. And right. so that's why he has his fan club. When the Yuri Nation began. Yeah. yeah, and my and my expressions. People like seeing my expressions. I guess that's what I heard over and over again. And and. The, and if anybody wants to know, no, I do not live at the Minnesota Renaissance Festival. I get asked that. That's like the number one question people ask me. Nice. My, ours is, is it hot? Is it real? Yeah. It's a, it's yeah. You used to, it's to hot do up there. breathing. Right. Oh, wait, what wait, is this it is a whole other podcast full of material. Right, right. That is true. true. Yeah. Okay. So we're we'll moving get to on. That. So, Kristen, mm -hmm. your role in Fondazzi is? I play violin. I guess you could, I mean, sometimes it, Gets called fiddling, but I don't think it's really fiddling. No, it's not. Much between violin and, and fiddling. Um, about 150000 a year. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> and Kristen writes a lot of music, too. Yeah. So, I wouldn't say a lot. I've written a couple. <laughs> That's about it. I mean, but it, like it, for time-wise, like how long well, you go with a group versus okay, fair um, enough. how many pieces, like ratio-wise, you're, you're, you and Alan split the difference. Basically, between <laughs> writing <laughs> things, right? I think I think we, we collaborate. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I would agree because, like, there's very seldom a song that just gets written and that's it. Like, we collaborate. Oh, this is another podcast topic. Yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah, have. but it's very, yeah, but we'll, it's very true. We will very completely true. do a how the music is created yes. podcast. Yeah, well, like, actually, we'll be doing a couple of them because yeah. I think that a lot of this is how not we choreograph, one thing. how we create music. Right. Where the ideas mm -hmm. come yeah. from. How, how we throw stuffed animals for our dogs. Uh, <laughs> that's the best part of band practice. Emmett? Emmett's the yes, best part of Brett Pack. Yes, and he's so scared of the symbol. He's so scared of the symbol <laughs> and the bass drum. Because he's just like, he'll sit and just stare at the bass drum while I kick it. He's like, and, oh, he, oh. and he creeps up because he wants to be under. So Emmett, his favorite part of band practice is when, when Teresa... Cross her legs and has her toes. I'm not Teresa, out. but yeah. I, I mean, sorry. <laughs> Kristen, I got to. I mean, Kristen cross her legs, has her toes up, and Emmett just goes right underneath there. Yeah. And, like, and, and I just scratch, scratch, scratch. And she, she, and you know what? You started it, so now he wants to have everyone's feet. Every, like during the, he'll, he'll, he'll be like, rub me with your feet. I'm like, this is a weird thing, dog. I caused Emmett's foot fetish. This is the thing. This is the way. <laughs> yeah, yep. Emmett has some authority. That's for sure. Well, Rayleigh. that's for sure. Yep. Uh, Raderly. Raderly. Your role. Your current oh. role. Okay. Um, drummer. Um, extraordinaire. Of yes. course. Um, yes. Uh, I. Will move the crowd up and get it rolling. I I feel like I'm comedic relief half the time. Um, I make snarky comments that I'm sure only the first three rows of the audience can hear. Um, <laughs> Flaming staff. 
Right, you are the band. I will director. also say I protect the band. That's actually my oh, yes. main role is Protector. I protect the band from projectiles. And I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's Fred and Adam are trying to light me on fire most of the time. <laughs> but that's been a theme with the drummers since the beginning of time. I always worry about basically. you guys when we come out with the big snake play because we blast on with the snake play from backstage. And it's like, create as big a flame as possible without lighting regularly on fire. Well, you know, if you are able to... <laughs> and for the most it, part... I, and, I was say, if you're able to run and trip in front of Raiderly and not burn either one of you, I think you're fine. Except I got burned. <laughs> no! Yep. Yeah. You know what? And I well, will say, like, I'm the perfect person there because you can get it right here in my face and I don't care. So, true. what you do, you have done multiple mm-hmm. times. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I also have cat staffs that um, Rhett was trying to kill us with. True. Um, just like middle of drumming, drum solo, look up, oh look, staff, catch. Well, I'm pretty sure Brett Toss likes back. to throw staves to see if I can catch them. And then at times yes. I'm like, nope, there it goes. Nope. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right away, early. <laughs> Nothing beats I'm fine. Oh. I don't think Nothing beats like tw- I think it was I think it was twenty twelve when Brett had the the poi of the missile of doom. Oh, yeah. That he, went, oh, yeah. he sent them he spent the poi sailing across the pond. It was it was just it was just flying and like mock fire. I was like, what? And that's when we started having a safety Prop- commander. Yeah, property. Yeah. <laughs> Who was Brett? safety commander. Wait. How that? Every accident results in better safety procedures. I mean, yeah. yeah. Was that yeah. those ball chain points that broke? Yeah. 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 We stopped using ball again. chain after that, too, because yeah. regular link chain worked better. We'll have an entire podcast episode (laughs) devoted to how we make our props. And to accidents. And to accidents and safety procedures and what can happen. We could one up each other with injuries. We could. I say that because I know. Well, no one ever asks us if we've been hurt. No. I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's like one of the most common common questions. Have you ever been burned? No, no, the fire seems to no. respect me in such a way. <laughs> we don't ever exchange burns. We have a relationship. <laughs> or Chris, how so, do you have a beard? And do you yeah, Getting back time? to my role. Right, yeah. Really, really. Sorry, that was a joke. Um, so as being the band, so I do the fire blowing um, and, you Fire-y know, occasional percent. choreography help. But, um, and... Song inspiration. I seem to be the one who finds all the weird songs on the internet and like gives them to like Hungarian. Um, it's one of our newer songs. Hopefully, we'll be hearing that in a CD sometime in the next year. <laughs> Someday. But yeah, no, I don't um, want you to undersell the choreography help either. I feel like no. you and Alan both come to the dance rehearsals mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. can form that bridge uh, between mm-hmm. choreography, dancer, and uh, musician as well and kind of bring us all together that way. I was with it for so many years, right? I choreographed so many of those original pieces, or helped, I should say, helped choreograph. I didn't choreograph anything by myself, good lord. Like, all of us <laughs> together, <laughs> every piece. I have. Okay, yeah, Katie, Katie does that. <laughs> and then I go, mm, what about this? And Katie's like, oh, yes, that. <laughs> or I was like, no, really, not that. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess that's, I mean, whatever, whatever role I need to fill, I will fill, sort of thing. Yeah, to be I, fair, that is. <laughs> That is the big benefit of our group, you know, is that uh, everybody's eager to step up and take on the diff- whatever happens to be the, the thing that needs to have happen. If anybody's ever backstage and sees, sees what's going on, um, either be- between shows or during the show, there's nobody standing around, like, waiting for someone else to do something. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Unless it's sewing props, and then I try to make myself scarce. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's and if it's sewing pants, I'm not gonna do that either. I guess. That, that's right. <laughs> so, Teresa, what's your role besides repairing our costumes? Mid show. While you're wearing them? While we're wearing yeah, them. Yeah, well, I was going to say pictures, while we're wearing which, them. Which, by the way, if you do sign up for a Patreon, you will be able to see the pictures <laughs> the of Teresa sewing Adam's pants as he's wearing them. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, same. I have so, I have so many pants while people are wearing them. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that the same one I have in my wall, the mural? Yeah. <laughs> it's a mural with me, and then Salsa's next to me with his pants down. Yeah, <laughs> that was a heroic day. I didn't think it would look good in my bathroom, but it worked. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess my role is uh, I do uh, some costume work. Um, I somewhat enjoy actually mass producing things, so I like to come out with a new vest and things like that, do some of that sewing. Um, You've also I, done some of our merchandise. You've done a lot. Mm-hmm. Done some of the merchandise, yeah. Uh, anything that's wood cut or laser cut? Yep. From my laser. Last year. <laughs> One of my biggest jobs, okay, my two biggest jobs, <laughs> making sure Katie doesn't catch on fire while she's on stage. <laughs> that's and everyone's job. Everyone's job anytime Katie has a hoop. <laughs> I let make sure on she doesn't light up fire. <laughs> and number two, I am Adam's emotional interpreter for the group. It's it is true. true. So the way that works, okay, Katie, tell Adam something really exciting. I found peanut butter crackers that had the peanut butter already in them for cheaper than buying the crackers and the peanut butter. This is an actual conversation we had once. I was so excited. It was like the biggest news of these are cheaper if I buy them pre-made for the uh-huh. children. Yeah. Been making them for myself. That sounds really exciting. Save me lots of time. <laughs> I'm so excited for so, you. My job then is to come and say, oh my gosh, Katie, you worked really hard to save money for the family and you have saved yourself work. And I am so excited that you did that. And I am just proud of you for the effort you put. It seems small, but that's a big deal because your kids are going to be happier and you're going to have more time and we're going to have more money. So good work. Thank yeah. you. So that's if anyone's job. interested in having an emotional interpreter. <laughs> yeah. I'm available for, for a high. small fee. Yeah. It's, it's, it's saved our marriage. Yeah. <laughs> there was one time when Adam was like, I'm going to call Teresa. I'm going to call Teresa. Yeah, Adam likes to talk. Okay, as your emotional support person, I have to tell you, stop talking over me talking about me. <laughs> yes, Adam. It's not all about you. Um, but no, I, I help with choreography um, as much as I can, which is mostly just like random ideas. Although I'm getting better, you know. Well, and you've done else. you've done a lot of our production. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, you do. Oh man, for years. Okay, I have got to say this because I'm sure that nobody yeah, in the right. audience actually knows this, but long ago when we were all still very dirt poor, and Chris and I were just barely past being homeless for a while, when we were selling CDs, I hand pressed every single mm-hmm. CD that we sold yep. for mm-hmm. several years in a row. I had a lot of work because I also had to cut out the covers and put them in there and all that so didn't you do the buttons for many years yeah you too? created the free the first fondazi fan club weren't you pressing them yep did pressing the, buttons. the buttons i don't think that we ever pressed our own buttons, we tried we? one of yeah. the button oh. press was so tedious that we just ordered yeah. those yeah we started ordering those because that was a lot of work but no um but yeah oh and did the website until i didn't which was fine 
because well, yeah, because we went to Squarespace a few years back. <laughs> yes. So. Sure, we'll do that with the podcast, right? Yeah. All sorts of fun stuff, but yeah. So that's my role, and having babies. Always a baby. Yes. Well, and that's how I know. Sorry, go ahead. No, you you go, Kristen. That I was going to say. That's how I know I was always supposed to be in this group. Is that if I had been here the time, I would have been pregnant at the same time as Katie and Teresa, and then pregnant at the same time as Raderly. So that is true. Christo, you want to go into your row? Roll? Yeah, sure. So, I mostly fix things. <laughs> um, yes, 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 you do. Uh, props break. Uh, they, they break, they wear out. And I, I spend a lot of days putting new wicks on or taking them apart and reattaching what's left. Um, Can I say, though, sticks. I think one of the most important things that you've ever done for our group is the Doom Box. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We're jumping straight. To the We're straight. Game well, that's good stuff because I'm certified. You are not, <laughs> but I am certified <laughs> in being a doombucker. That you'll have to uh, subscribe to our podcast to find out more about Doombuck. Yes. <laughs> yes. But, it has its uh, own song. Just saying. Yes. Yeah. We, I, I invent things. I, I fix things. Um, I forgot well, about the song. And when people. <laughs> <laughs> I think what people don't realize, too, is when they look at the stage, A, I mean, you were instrumental, obviously, in building the Vardos that are around the stage. Mm-hmm. Fixing the roof on the Vardo that's behind the stage and on the stage, mm-hmm. creating the stage itself, the stairs up to the stage, the fence I've... around the stage, like all of this <laughs> yeah. is Chris made it or repaired it or moved it. <laughs> Which we, again, we will talk running about water backstage. Yeah. Running water backstage. Yeah. And we, we do a whole lot we get ready in what the stage there. is. But so, yeah, overall, Chris, so, most of the time it's, it's fixed with stuff. I mean, from the beginning, <laughs> it's it's kind of been we I, I, everything from building drums to, to be able to have mm-hmm. drums to play. Mm-hmm. Um, we made the made the wagons, the bardos. We built other set pieces. Uh, made a lot of our, we, well, we make almost all of our props now, but... Uh, we made a couple back then. We fixed a lot of them. Um, we we make our enclosure and everything that's backstage. We got a big patch in the back there. Most people can't see that. Sure, unless it's windy. Unless it's windy. Yeah. <laughs> that's another podcast. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I keep things moving. I keep things running and make sure that uh, we can be out there and be comfortable and that our stuff works. Hey, you're like our stage engineer. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he dances with fire. And obviously, yeah, yeah. you're up there you holding it all together. Yeah, you're the you're the you're the rock. The only thing I don't do anymore is breathe fire. That's true. Mm-hmm. That was fire your original there. role, the fire breather. I was, yeah, I did tons of that. Our old school dragon. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, for Katie and I, uh, last time Katie and I talked, she had me describe her role. So let's have you guys describe our roles, so we're not trying to describe them to you. I don't want to talk about myself. Let's talk about Katie first. Really? All right. First, first yeah. things first. Adam is a liar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you want me to talk about myself? Yeah. yeah. He gets he gets excited. You say, Adam, tell me about yourself. He's like, <laughs> actually, one of us should be talking about ourselves so that he can jump in and talk about himself quick. It's true. true. <laughs> Actually, no, just Katie's got to talk about herself and Adam will then interrupt. Well, he'll also take it as his idea. That'd be mine. I will say, oh, I will say that the very first, the very first year I was out, 
And I think, Adam, you said, I think that was your second or third year. I can't remember the, the leap and what it was. But, um, I, I, I will say, um, I walked in and everyone was super nice and polite. And, and, Ad, and Adam was over on the side. And he just like looked at me. He's like, hey. And I was like, I was like, I was like, wow. Okay. Then that's how we roll. <laughs> so, and my verb, I'm like, so he's the, he's the silent one. Every group made one. But then how, uh, how wrong was I? No, no, you're correct. I am the silent one. It's, it, it's totally a performance facade to be the, the lead. Yeah. You had to work really hard at learning emceeing. I remember that. Like, well, I, that was a journey. Yeah. My, <laughs> my first season was a volunteer season. I wasn't even supposed to be on stage. I felt, I felt like, uh, was that clerks? Like, I'm not even supposed to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fueling props back here, man. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. Chris is like, Hey, go up on stage and say something. I'm like, what? No. <laughs> He's like, what do you want me to say? He's like, well, just, just tell them, you know, we're Fonda Ozzy and we're here to do some fire. You'll figure it out. And it's like, <laughs> I'm not sure if there did. was much more explanation about what emceeing was like, like for Fonda Ozzy at that point. Because it was either more. Christo that was up doing it or Tracy, our guitar player at the time, who was doing the announcements. Yeah. And yeah, you're just like, go do it. <laughs> I didn't have anything else to do because I was just feeling props. So you're much Off better at it than I am. What's that? You're much better at it than I am. <laughs> It turned, it turned out that I had a voice that could echo off a wall. Thankfully, I mean, if it weren't for the fact that we were at B-Gate the first year and there was that dungeon wall right across the way that I could reverberate my voice off of, I'm not sure I would have developed the announcing skills at that point. But, uh, yeah, obviously, as you know, role, my role is the MC, And then uh, I'm Katie's voice. She comes up with all the brilliant ideas and then I relay them to everybody else. You're also, you were also the Terminator. <laughs> the Terminator, Because yeah. you terminated yeah. every good idea that I have. I am the voice of reason. I will come up with choreography <laughs> and he will look at me and let me explain it all. Then he'll stop and go, you're going to kill us. Yes. <laughs> but I'm not sure if my burn scars really mean that you're the voice of reason. <laughs> it's true. And then five minutes later, I have an idea. Yes. It's hilarious. Every time every time we have, we have like a different song, we, we, it's funny in the band. We'll, we'll come up with a different song. And then suddenly Adam will be like, no matter what it is, no matter what song we come up with, he's like, this song sounds like it needs more fire. Yeah. Like, like, it's like, it's like one, ex- he uses every excuse to throw more fire and stuff. What is well, that? You know, every time, this point, every time you come fire. up with a new song, we get another wick on a staff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's weird. I'm like, this is the Fondazi lullaby. Oh, she's going to sleep with more fire. You know <laughs> <laughs> I need to write that now. You know that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Fire swing, please. huh? Done. <laughs> Fondazi lullaby with more fire. Yep. I like that. Well, Adam has the most important job, I think, of all, though. I mean, what he does is every morning he starts the morning meeting. So sure. that's really important yeah. because we, otherwise. <laughs> one. One, it would be. Two. Yep, it's all it takes. It would, be new, it would be noon or one o'clock, and we'd be back there snacking <laughs> and talking. Like, what, what's going on? Are we ever playing today? And we would never get Is started. Is Robin Hood so done yet? What are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> I also, uh, along with Chris, develop a lot of the props. Yep. Uh, we started developing props back when we created Mariska because we needed four staffs that were all the same because we were going to be throwing the stabs to one another and exchanging them. 
Yeah, they so, were yeah, all started, different, all different weights. Right. So sizes. we started with five foot stabs with a single wick, right? Single yeah. two inch wick. That lasted for court. a year or two, and then they became <laughs> double two inch wicks. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, what was it? Two or no? Maybe it was just last year that we went to the triple wick, and that was a surprise for the Mises. Hey, hey. Well, and then we had hexstaphylose. Yeah. Yes. I feel like uh, we should definitely in our, mm -hmm. our prop conversation in another podcast episode discuss the difference between six foot tall men developing props and their five foot six wives using props. Fisher was yeah. skirts on. Yeah. <laughs> we should have a whole podcast about the skirt dynamic. Oh, oh no, no, no. We're go oh, no. We will. Teresa and I have talked about this. The yeah. men are going to be spinning a staff on fire in one of our skirts as an extra for Patreon. It sounds dangerous. Yes. It's going to be Thank awesome. you. Can we actually just make them do the whole damn everything with the skirt on? We should just do a PSA and say, it is not advisable to spin a staff with a large hoop skirt on. In a high wind. In wind. High wind. Yeah. Or not a smart. hoop. Or a hoop, yeah. 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 These are just not advisable. You shouldn't do it. Or a so staff with cool. a big skirt and boops. Yeah, or play yeah, guitar. The play guitar. You should no, put boobs on them too, so they understand how difficult it is to yes. do some to of those moves there, when yes. the boobs in the way. Oh. Yeah, distracted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Funny, I don't know that that was already distracted. <laughs> yes. uh, anyways, Katie's our lead choreographer. <laughs> Thank you. Along <laughs> with Brad, who's not here. <laughs> Go ahead, Katie. What is your role in Fondazzi? I am everything else. <laughs> I do yes. everything else. She's the brain power behind I, I do the whole operation. The everything else that didn't get picked up. It's true. <laughs> Anything and everything. From doing posts on Facebook and Instagram to writing show orders, or especially especially when we're not doing Fondazzi music, which we do get hired out for, I cut all the music and I go find all the music and I try to figure out. I actually will pull up like YouTube and other pieces of music and try to like fit the two and figure out what parts of the music will go to what song best. It's been hours doing that. Yeah. And then sometimes they don't when it's like Jimmy Buffett. They all sound the same. <laughs> Which will be in another podcast episode. Oh, <laughs> memories from custom shows. Yes. yes. That's going to be a great episode. That was my favorite. Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Jimmy Buffett. Are we going to to this memory. song? No. No, it's completely different. Have you talked to your therapist about this yet, Katie? I think you might need to. I think he's going to as well. Good time. That Mexican food after was really good, though. It's true. That was such good food. And we were all dressed so cute. So, I know. It's true. Katie also does our costuming. Yes. with Teresa, rightly. Making the well known Fondazi pants. Sign. Yes, that yes. was a fluke of mine. Yeah, it was. I was making a new pair of pants for the very first year that I was in Bandazi, making a new pair of harem pants, and I ran out of fabric because I was poor. Yes, and I didn't buy <laughs> enough. So then I had other fabric lying around that I wasn't going to use, and so I ended up um, sewing on the red on top um, next to the black, and then we all liked that when we decided to what to do for the men's costume, and so they had the double panel men's. Yeah. Thing. Right. So then we got the panel on the side mm -hmm. that then everybody loves, and some people have copied since then. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like it copying is a it's a great form of flattery, right? That's right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. 
No, I love that. That other people are, that's like a design now. That side mm -hmm. panel design. And it works really yeah. well because it, you know, it ventilates a little bit. It gives uh, different looks to the pants. Yep. Yeah. It's a whole other podcast. It's a whole exactly. other podcast. Costuming yeah. and not lighting yourself on fire is definitely <laughs> a, an entire podcast. Or costuming and lighting yourself on fire. And <laughs> both. Yeah. A little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. We've had that happen. Like Tracy says, it's a full-time job with me. Yeah, we've <laughs> yeah. come up with a, a lot of other future episodes for we, us to discuss. We, we, yes, we have a lot of. All these ideas that we've said tonight are already written down. Go, Katie. That's right. Ready? High five. <laughs> high five. Boom. <laughs> so, if you had a superpower, what would it be? Who wants to go first? Not everybody raise their hand at once. I'd be invisible. Really? So I could watch things anywhere I wanted to. Giggity. Not creepy things, but like, you know, Giggity. people wouldn't like... Oh. You just have to ask. Like you just have to ask me. Is all I gotta say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, Drew. But like, sorry. I honestly think that invisibility would be nice because you know, if you want to be left alone, you really want to be left alone. And I think that I'm answering this way because I've been with my children since mid March. <laughs> this might be affecting my answer right now, but I really need to be alone. Is what I'm getting at. Sure. So nice. currently, I want to be invisible. <laughs> okay. Understand that. Yes. Anybody else? I'll go. Okay. Teleportation all the way. Really? Oh. And or telekinesis. So much time wasted going places, getting things. Yeah. If we could teleport our kids together. Yeah, that, that too. Help. Uh, no, my power actually would be um, teleporting as well. Teleporting. Uh, probably because I spent far too long in commutes to work and things like that. And I just yep. want to be there. Mm-hmm. I just yep. want to, like, be, and, like, I lived, so I, there was a year of Fundazi where I was living in Bemidji. That's right. <laughs> and yes. driving back and forth from Bemidji every weekend, which sucked a lot. And, like, being able to just be there in an instant and be back would have been awesome. And it would solve a lot of our world's problems. Um, I also yep. like telekinesis. I don't want to read people's minds. And I, no. yeah. Mm -mm. That is actually the last thing I'd want, probably. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I couldn't handle reading other people. I can't even. I don't even like to read my mind half the time. <laughs> that guy would stop talking. <laughs> no, I, I kind of dig the Doctor Strange vibe. You know, I, I like his powers. Which would cosmic be sorcerer kind of vibe. Being able to manipulate mm. space, time, time, space, energies. Also can travel mm -hmm. quite effectively. Also, you have a kick-ass cape. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Katie, I have that an idea. you around. No capes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect setup. Thank you. Um, I, like I would uh, go towards more of a Luke Cage type, type power. The invincibility mm -hmm. and strength uh, without claws coming out and, you know, tortured past. But you didn't <laughs> say anything about Wolverine there. You just talked about Luke Cage. Oh, sorry. Well, obviously that's the... <laughs> Wait a minute. I you want to be Luke Cage? I'm going to tell you, Luke Cage is, a is way, 
I know that a lot of the stories are way better for uh, the, the for for Wolverine, but Luke Cage is a is a is a much better character. He's cool. That's yeah. what Adam yeah. says. He yeah. would yeah. rather be Luke yeah. Cage, even though he's similar the, to Wolverine. The powers are pretty similar, but you know you don't have the anam That's the Adamantium. Sweet the skeleton. Yeah, so so you can't be controlled. I mean, so you can't be controlled by by. So when Magneto comes by, he's like he starts he's looking at you, and you just keep running and snap his neck. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> right. Which is why I'm not going to have magnetic powers then. <laughs> what is your power, Alan? Uh, I'm going to go to Batman route, and I'm going to be filthy rich. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alan, when you said that, seriously, the first thing that popped into my head was you swimming through money like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because I am uh, indecisive. You can't be. Okay, so my two that I you get the powers of decision. Like, I yes, I need the powers. Of decision. <laughs> so I've always struggled with, and I kid you not, always like I have been a huge X Man fan, like since I was a kid. I used to collect cards and everything. Would be either Jean Grey or Rogue mm-hmm. because I want oh, to be very Rogue. strong and I want to be able mm-hmm. to fly. And I also just loved her sass and personality. But at the mm-hmm. same time, to be able to move everything with my mind would be fucking awesome. Freaking out. <laughs> I don't think you could survive not hugging, kissing, touching. That but is if you're a rogue, you could take Jean Grey's powers and have both. That is true. I could do that too. And but if Teresa had a cage, could you really kill me? I'm very touchy. I have to touch people. Yes. That's but true. if he was Luke Cage, do you think Rogue can kiss Luke Cage and not kill him? Hey. Hey. <laughs> you're preparing. I like to see Rogue try to steal my millions. My billions. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to touch you. And I'm like, I'm like I got a checkbook for that. Are you at least spending your millions on gadgets, like cool gadgets, Alan? Yeah, cool car. Of course. I mean, that's the whole point of being. I don't. I don't understand how Jeff Bezos doesn't have a Jeff Bezos car, a mobile. Like, like that is just yeah. super awesome, right? Like, he should be flying. He, he should be flying in like on little, like a, like a, like a, like jetpacks and stuff. <laughs> If you want to become a Patreon subscriber, pop on over to Patreon and look for Fondazi Fire. If you have any questions or show ideas for us in the future, anything you want to know, then email us at Fondazi at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe to Fondazi Fire Presents What Do You Want on your favorite podcast platform. Mm-hmm.